Live from London, this is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collum on Teachers Talk Radio. Happy holidays, teachers. Welcome to the Sunday Brunch with me, Graham Collum. I'm honoured to be here with you on this lovely, cold, fresh Sunday morning. We are going to be talking recipes to save your holidays, ways to wind down, whether you're watching movies, TV, or just jazzing up a hot chocolate. I'm here to help you chill for Christmas. Live from London, this is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collum on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, happy holidays, everyone, one and all. Merry Christmas. I hope you're having a great uh, this time of year. Can you all hear me loud and clear? Just a little sound check as I'm feeling a little bit um, maybe over over paranoid about my own mic quality here today. Hello, hello. Um, yes, I hope you're all signed off. I hope as soon as you walked out the door on your last day of term, you fully, fully decided that is it for the next couple of weeks. I'm switching off. I'm off for 17 days. I hope you've got a good generous break as well. It seems to be the way a lot of people's holidays have fallen. So long may it continue that we will we will have nice long um, Christmas breaks. What's your plans, people? What's your plans for the Christmas holiday? Um, are you going to, are you going out much or are you staying? You're locking yourself down. I, I know many people, myself mostly included, to be locking down just to save the worry because it seems to be so present at the moment. A lot of people falling um, falling positive, unfortunately, with this COVID virus as it continues to go around. Um, I hope you guys are all healthy and well and looking after yourselves and yeah, weighing up your social social decisions. Tricky time, tricky time of year. As I as I speak to you all here live on this lovely Sunday morning, what day is it today? It's the 19th, Sunday the 19th of December, getting real close to Christmas. I am drinking from a Spider-Man head shaped mug. Now you might be shocked to hear that I'm not drinking from my Teacher's Talk Radio mug, which I do love and it is still in existence in my mug cupboard. But um, this week I am theming my tea drinking on Spider-Man because, of course, the new Spider-Man movie's out. I'm very excited to catch that in the cinemas. That is one of the only social events which I am approving um, at this time when we do, when I do. I am trying to be careful and safe and look out uh, for how I go out and how I you know go to town. But Spider-Man is the exception. So please, Spider-Man, don't let me down. Um, how are you all doing? How are you all doing? Did you have a good end of term? Are you feeling relieved to be off? Um, did you get all your things done? Did you tick all your boxes as you switched off from work? I hope so. I hope you're all feeling ready for a couple of weeks of relaxing. Good to have a bunch of you in the studio here. We have Matt Ben David. Thank you for being in the room. Harry Waters, Seema, Shannon, and of course, XSDUFQZJ, who I'm sure um, will, you know, let us know what's going on with them as the show goes on. And today we are talking, the main topic today, I'm really excited about it actually, the main topic today is about essentially recipes for food and drink to make your Christmas holiday all the more wonderful. Teachers, we need to chill out, we need to relax, we need to wind down, and that is what I'm here for. I'm going to be giving you all kinds of tips and tricks to bring festive joy. And the the thing is, and the kind of disclaimer I'll put out at the start of this episode, is it's not complicated. 
All right, I know we are so busy running around doing all the things you want to do. Half of us probably haven't even done most of our Christmas shopping. So I decided to set out my stall when I was picking up these recipes, when I was going through my memory and thinking of all the wonderful things I'll make sometimes or hearing from other people and things they make. The rule is it has to be simple. It has to be easy. The kind of thing you would hear on the radio and go, I can remember that. I can go home and cook that tonight. I can pop to Tesco's right now in my car and cook that meal. So um, it's not even meals. It's like little starters. We got some drinks. We got some desserts. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to share. I'm not that much of an amazing cook. It's just it's stuff that we can all achieve. And this is the thing. I'm no I'm no sous chef over here. Um, I'm a regular, you know, semi-skilled. I know generally my way about a kitchen. But um, the point is, is that you can all benefit from these. The, there's loads and loads of different things coming up and um, loads of different ingredients that you'll that you'll enjoy there are ways to enhance your roast there are desserts and there are improved kind of versions of simple classics like a hot chocolate little ways to jazz up your hot chocolate over the christmas holidays ways to jazz up your brussels sprouts um there's ways to jazz up some christmas classics for example the old cranberry and you know the combinations with those I don't want to give too many spoilers away um and just some tasty treats in general as well some some isn't some of them aren't so um festive related it's just lovely things to have up your sleeve you know if you're going to a party or if you're having friends over little things you can whip together khalil says happy holidays happy holidays to you khalil yes indeed isn't it amazing do you feel that weightlessness or that you know your shoulders just relieve this is when you walked out the out of the school on friday or whatever when whenever was your last day did you feel that joy and that sense of Ah, 17 days or however many days you got. A long old run. Um, light as a feather, Khalil says. Beautiful, beautiful. Harry says, my last day is Wednesday. Wowzer, Harry. They're taking you up to the last minute, aren't they? What's that? 20, 21, 22, 22nd. Well, I hope you have a good run after. Ah, there, there's the clinch. He says he doesn't go back until the 10th. So no complaints from Harry, I imagine. Um, I take that. I take that. The thing is, the best part of your Christmas holidays is always after Christmas, isn't it? Because up till Christmas, we're running around, we're cramming, we're trying to get all our stuff done. Once you pass your new year, that's when the real sweet spot is, in my humble opinion. Uh, once you get, you know, January 2nd, January 3rd, January 4th, however many of those days you get, that's the real you time, you know, the real you time you can enjoy. Zero complaints from Harry. Great to hear. Great to hear. Olhus says hello and good to have you in the room, Olhus. Love the name, by the way. Um, we are on tips and tricks. Listen, teachers, you're knackered. You're shattered. You deserve treats okay treat yourself is what i said on my twitter about this show treat yourself that's my intention on this show is to help you all treat yourself i'm going to be giving you tips about how to catch the best movies which are which movies have just hit our streaming services which ones you might go out to the cinema for if you feel like going to the cinema if you're up for that um which ones you can enjoy from home we'll talk some christmas classics of course um, and more importantly, the main show is all about recipes that are going to enhance your lovely Christmas break. And they're easy. They're easy. You can all achieve these very simply. So strap in, sit, sit yourself down. And I can't say strap in. It's not that exciting. I want to say something like kickback. Sit yourself down and lean back and, you know, 
bring it, pop a notepad down on the side or download this podcast afterwards and, and have, a, you know, have it saved because I think you're going to have some lovely treats. Um, Harry says, in Spain, we have two Christmases on the 25th and then on the 6th. The in-between days are amazing. Uh, yes, the 6th, of course, being a, a big holiday for many places in, in Europe and around the world, known Italy, the 6th is like their Christmas. It's when it was, you know, I think traditionally um, from the religious side of things, it's when the kings were believed to have arrived at the nativity sign. Oh, the three wise men were believed to have arrived at the nativity scene. And so that is often seen as kind of the completion of the of the nativity there on the 6th. Um, I, I was always taught not to take down Christmas decorations until the 6th. That was the earliest you could take them down because, you know, the, the celebration, the season goes on till then. So Harry there in Spain is, um, is yeah, celebrating all that season. That's a nice long run, isn't it? Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Love it. All right. Should we get into some of these? Should we get into some of these treats, guys? Listen, the other thing is, this is Teachers Talk Radio, so you can drop in your own thoughts on these treat, treats or if you have your own. If, if I'm talking about a hot chocolate or something and you think I have my own way to jazz up a hot chocolate, drop it in the comments or call in live. Hit the round grey icon on the Podbean app and you can give us your versions of classics or your little new unusual um, recipes that you have to throw in. So where am I going to start? I'm going to start. The thing is, for me, the autumn winter season is enhanced by a single ingredient, which is going to come into a handful of these uh, of these recipes today. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. I hope there's no cinnamon allergies in the room. Um, cinnamon, I love it. I love it. And it's a very festive kind of ingredient. I actually made some cinnamon toast for myself this morning, and it was brill. However, a couple of weekends ago, I saw, or in fact, I was teaching a bakery thing in school, and there was a, a recipe, a super, super simple recipe about making some cinnamon pastry swirls. And I thought, it's so simple and so easy. When I saw it, I thought, I'll try it. And I did it that weekend, and it was so easy. It's coming up. It's, it's the first recipe I'm giving you guys, okay? So cinnamon swirls, super, super simple. Um, I'm not going to give you exact measures and things, because generally, as long as you can judge by smell and by kind of the appearance of something, You'll, you'll be fine on these. They're super, super simple. I think that's important as well as not to overwhelm with directions. So cinnamon swirls, right? What you want to get is a puff pastry sheet. If you're okay to make your own puff pastry, feel free. I'm not that brave. So I'm just going to get a puff pastry sheet um, from the store, let it chill a little bit or let it um, kind of warm up a little bit so it's nice and loose. Roll it out. Okay. Have it nice and flat. Then in a bowl, you're just going to mix cinnamon and sugar. And that's all. Cinnamon and sugar. You're going to have less cinnamon than sugar because, of course, cinnamon is very powerful and you want it just to be a light brown color. Mix all together. Mix, mix, mix until it's all blended together, the sugar and cinnamon mix. And all you need to do is you're going to layer that cinnamon on one side of the puff pastry and then you're going to flip it over and you're going to put the rest of the sugar and cinnamon on the other side. So both sides of the puff pastry are covered in a light, a light sprinkling of um, cinnamon and sugar. All right. Do try and get it all. Go right up to the, to the edges, right up to the edges. And then all you need to do is roll it up, roll up that sheet of cinnamon. Um, probably just from one. You can do it in loads of different ways. You can roll, roll the sides inwards. So it creates like a double loop on, on the left and right. Or just come from one side, roll, roll, roll all the way across. So it's a little bit like a puff pastry kind of um, Swiss roll, something like that. OK, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. So you got your sugar and your cinnamon on both sides of the puff pastry and you've rolled it up. 
simples. All you need to do now is slice that cinnamon into a bunch of different little chunks and you've got this, uh, <laughs> someone says I need an intro jingle for This is Baking with Graham. I'll, I'll try and feign that in a moment, Sir Joe. Um, good to have you in the room, by the way, Joe and Gnome. Um, lovely to have you all here and present. Where were we? We were rolling up cinnamon. Okay, rolled it up and then we slice it up into little rolls so that we have these kind of um, little kind of mini Swiss rolls, essentially. You lay them all out on a baking tray. Feel free to use greaseproof paper, whatever you want. Bung them in the oven for 10, 12 minutes. And that's it. That's it. You have cinnamon rolls and they are so, so nice. They expand amazingly and they crystallize all that sugar and cinnamon onto the pastry. Um, a little little finishing touch. If you have some icing sugar around, you can do some streaks of icing sugar, you know, over the top like you get in the shops. But actually the other day when I made them, I didn't do any streaks of icing sugar. I just did the cinnamon on both sides of the puff pastry, rolled it up, sliced it, bunged it in the oven and bosh it was really really nice listen if anybody's making these i demand pictures on twitter please share with me the joys that one is so simple and honestly it will delight you if you have kids if you have a partner it will delight anybody who is with you in this holiday season or just on your own a little moment of joy you have a cup of tea and a cinnamon roll with crystallized cinnamon and sugar coating mmm Love it, love it. I do need some kind of a jingle. Let me have a little, a little look. Let's see what kind of sound I could use. I'm not a big fan of sound effects, if I'm honest, but lately I've been using more cooking-related sound effects. How about a, a correct sound? Mm, that was weird. That sounded like it went wrong. Magic spell? No, that was in my other one. Now nah, I don't know. I'm not going to use any sound effects. I'm too cool for sound effects. All right. Um, <laughs> so there we are. This is Baking with Graham. First recipe, cinnamon swirls, simplest thing in the world. Bung them in the oven and you got lovely, lovely puff pastry cinnamon swirls. Done. I have a special stuffing recipe. I'm going to save that for later on because it has a Graham shame to go with it. Um, it's, a, it's an intense Graham shame, by the way. I think I've shared it before, but um, I, the shame I think I've shared, but the recipe I definitely haven't. Let's move on to something else. When we're on the, on the topic of sweet treats, sweet treats, you've got some cinnamon swirls for your evening. How about a hot chocolate, right? A hot chocolate. How do you jazz up a hot chocolate? Loads of ways you could do it. I'm sure you guys have little touches of your own. I'm not reinventing anything here. This is just some simple ingredients to throw in and make a hot chocolate just a little bit more special. You know, if you have a big mug and you're thinking, ooh, let's have a real festive hot chocolate, then um, then this is this is a way you can en enhance a simple hot chocolate. So firstly, I recommend of all the hot chocolates on the shelves, if you're going to, well, firstly, my recommendation would be cocoa and milk, right? So you put cocoa in a mug with sugar and milk, cold milk to begin, and you just whip up a little paste at the bottom of a mug, cocoa, sugar, and milk. You whip up a little paste and you'll smell it. You'll smell the amazingness straight away. And then on the hob, you're going to cook some milk in a pan. And that, that's going to get hotter and hotter. And once it's steaming and you know it's hot enough, then you want to add it to your little chocolate paste. Just a little bit at a time, stirring as you go, stirring as you go, and you're going to get a lovely, creamy hot chocolate base. But if you just buy one off the shelf, I recommend Green and Blacks. So that is the best hot chocolate off the shelf I've ever had. I think it's amazing. Um, so have that. That's the basic hot chocolate in the cup. But how you're going to enhance it is a few little touches that aren't going to surprise you too much. We're going to get some whipped cream on the top, little swirl of whipped cream, and then often a couple of marshmallows. Don't overdo the marshmallows because they can spoil it if it goes on too much. I'd say five or six, you know, 10, 10 marshmallows max, little marshmallows, of course, um, a couple of little marshmallows, and then 
the the real trick is the chocolate sauce you know you get chocolate sauce for for ice cream and it kind of goes a little bit hard or sticky on top of the ice cream you want to pop that on top of your whipped cream on a hot chocolate boom i know i'm not reinventing the wheel here guys but sometimes we just don't think of these things hot chocolate however you want it green and blacks i'd recommend all my little cocoa you know the little cocoa it's not my cocoa mix the cocoa mix um whipped cream a little bit of marshmallows if you feel that way inclined but most importantly a couple of streaks of chocolate sauce over the top amazing matt ben david says add a little kirsch to your hot chocolate what is kirsch um i'm liking this though i'm i'm really appreciating and i encourage you all throughout the show to drop in your own touches as we talk through different recipes tell me what to do Ooh, cherry brandy a bit of cherry brandy in the hot chocolate i have to say alcohol will creep into this show as we go on a little further but i like that touch i've never had an alcoholic hot chocolate actually i don't think ever um so a bit of cherry brandy in the hot chocolate as well i don't know whether that would go with the whipped cream and and um chocolate streaks and things like that but maybe bailey's hot chocolate khalil says now that i am they call it something don't they with bailey's they they have a version of bailey's which they call like deluxe chocolate deluxe or something and it's in like a gold special only comes out at christmas in a gold um kind of wrapper and it is something else they only sell it in small quantities because they know that we wouldn't control ourselves if they did it in big quantities so bailey's is all about mixing in with the chocolate i agree khalil good taste good taste um oh matt ben david says adding that cherry brandy to a hot chocolate is like a black forest gatto in a mug and you know that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense i might take that one tonight i might note that one down and get on the cherry brandy with a little bit of hot chocolate i wish i could share it with the wife but currently we are expecting our second in february so she will have to watch and be jealous um khalil says they call it ruddy brilliant uh, i can only assume that's about the baileys of course um yes Seema Seema likes what we're doing here this is something I need TSCW says I'm glad you know what isn't it right when I thought of doing a cooking show today of like red simple recipes I was like that is so right it's what we need as teachers forget all Ofsted forget your inspectors and your standards and your lessons get out with that we need treats right now we need to wind down so we got some cinnamon swirls in the oven we got a hot chocolate made up and we have some some whipped cream on top with some chocolate sauce. Seema says, Bailey's hot chocolate, acceptable any time of the day during December. I agree. Stick Elf on. A bit of Elf on the screen. Elf is one of the best Christmas movies of all time, of course, um, in my humble opinion. You, I haven't seen it yet this year, by the way. Stick that on. All Home Alone. Hot chocolate. Maybe a bit of Bailey's in there. Maybe a bit of cherry cherry brandy i'm on that i have to say i'm a big fan of that black forest gatto hot chocolate um and and off we go die hard says joe someone always says die hard all right die it is a christmas movie i totally concede it is a christmas movie and i do appreciate that um but the funny thing is the crossovers of home alone and die hard are more and more the more you think about it they're pretty much you know very similar movies really um except you know replace joe pesci with gary oldman and, and all the rest anyway anyway where were we so we're on some sweet treats there we'll i think we'll get back to some of those later you know what i might move on to now i might move on to some some enhancing of the christmas roast 
um, because that's something that we all know the traditional roast. We have the turkey. I'm not going to change the turkey. Don't worry. I'd never, I'd never go there. But there are some parts of the roast that can be enhanced. Sir Joe is talking Home Alone. I heard of this. He's talking about Home Alone 6. I didn't realize there were five actually previously. Obviously, there's the two we all know about. Those are the only ones that matter. There's a Home Alone 6 now on Disney Plus called Home Sweet Home Alone. I was going to talk about this funnily, Joe. Um, I was going to talk about this later on to say that Home Alone, there's Home Sweet Home Alone. Apparently, Buzz is in it from the original movies. Buzz is the only one they could get back in. Um, and I feel like they need a post-credit scene with Macaulay Culkin. He'd be up for it. If they asked him, he'd be up for it. He's back on the sphere. He's he's on late shows and things like that. So get Macaulay Culkin in. He could have a post-credit scene where, he, you know, and maybe he'll be a burglar now. Burgling houses. Twist. Duh, duh, duh. Um, Home Alone. I haven't seen barely any of these Christmas movies. As our class movie the other day, we watched Christmas Again which was a, a Hispanic take on kind of Christmas versus Groundhog Day. Um, and it was it was all right. It was fine. It was very Disney, but it was fine. Um, but I'm not really on my movies yet this year. I need to get Elf on, need to get Home Alone on. I don't usually go as far as Home Alone 2. I only need the first one in my life. Home Sweet Home Alone. I might dabble in. I saw literally five seconds of it this morning accidentally, and it looked really, really bad. So Harry Waters says that is unacceptable. I couldn't agree more. Sir Joe says it's really bad. So the teacher's recommendation is not to watch Home Alone 6, also known as Home Sweet Home Alone. Um, Sir Joe says Culkin is funny on Twitter. Um, Want to feel old, says Macaulay Culkin. I'm 40. You're welcome. That is brutal. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. We all feel old now because Macaulay Culkin is 40. Is he really 40? That's shocking. That is brutal. All right, back to recipes. We had cinnamon swirls. We had hot chocolates with twists of Baileys or cherry brandy or just whipped cream and chocolate sauce, whatever works for you. Here is a stuffing recipe that could change your life. All right, this is the column stuffing recipe. So I'm Graham Column, in case you've, it's your first time tuning in. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and I'm Graham Column, the host on the Sunday brunch, 11 till 12.30 every Sunday. Um, my family have a stuffing recipe. Thanks for the like, Gnome. My family have a stuffing recipe that has passed, been passed on for as long as I've been alive. Every single year we have the stuffing, and it is mind-blowing it's the best stuffing i've ever had and everyone i make it for they always when you when you hear it being made or you smell it being made or you come and see it being made you think hold on this isn't right something this is not a good recipe it's going to be horrible and then and i tell you literally everyone i've known with all the raised eyebrows when they taste it it goes every year it's gone all right everyone is is loves it Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. So if you want to try something different with your stuffing this year, this is an Irish stuffing recipe from my own family. Bit of a column special, but I highly recommend. A lot of bread goes into it. Um, that's pretty much the, the mass of it. A pound of bread to begin. So pretty much a loaf, half a loaf of bread just crumbed up. Now careful here, because there is a bit of an impromptu. Graham That's right. I haven't done Graham Shame for a few weeks. So as part of this stuffing recipe, you may remember I've said before on the show, last Christmas, on Christmas Eve, no less, at the height of the COVID pandemic or the previous height of the COVID pandemic, I was um, I was getting these breadcrumbs, right, for the stuffing recipe. I text my mum. I was like, what's the recipe, please? 
I'll get this pound of bread. And it was taking me ages to tear it up and turn it into breadcrumbs. And Kate says, well, why not use the blender? So I thought, sorry, Kate is my wife. Um, she said, why not use the blender? So I thought, right, stick the bread in, in, in a thing, blend it up with the blender. Anyway, <laughs> Joe, you are the first to recognize that is Zelda music. Thank you very much, Ocarina of Time. Classic, come back to that another time. Um, blend up the bread, okay, and I was blending away. Now, what happens when you use a blender with bread, if it's a stick blender, which it was for me, every now and again, a lot of bread gets stuck behind the blade, all right? So I got in the habit of waiting for the blade to slow down and then picking out the bread from behind the blade. Can you see where this is going? On Christmas Eve in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so I was blending the bread, blending, I'd done it once, gotten the bread out. Second time, blending the bread, bread got stuck behind the blade. For some reason, I must have been knackered, I don't know. I didn't look, I didn't wait for the blade to stop. <laughs> I'd stopped pressing the button, but I just put my finger in to get the bread and it hadn't stopped. And my lordy lord, those blades go through your fingers like butter, people. Do not put your hand in a blender is all I can say um, because it wasn't fun and it ended up with me in hospital with many different attempts to repair a three of my fingers which had all been sliced through with the um, blender while I was trying to make stuffing. Um, it was bad, it was bad. They tried glue, didn't work, too much blood. Then they um, did a bunch of other stuff. I feel like this is not what people want from this show. Uh, anyway, anyway, all's well that ends well. I ended up getting repaired, coming home, and at midnight, continuing to make this stuffing because it's so good. And at about 2 a.m., myself and my wife had turkey and stuffing sandwiches. And that was 2 a.m. of Christmas morning last year. So Khalil says, you put your hand in a blender, question mark. I think I was clear, Khalil. I, <laughs> I think that was clear. <laughs> Yes, I put my hand in a blender. It was slowing down. I thought it had slowed to a stop. I was very tired. I wanted to make the stuffing. I got overconfident. I was sober. I'm pretty sure I was, yeah. And it was hours in A&E in the middle of a pandemic. That's the worst thing is like, what am I doing going into A&E at a time like that? It's so, so bad, so bad. So um, be very careful. If you are turning a pound of bread into breadcrumbs to make the most amazing stuffing in the universe, be careful and wait for the blade to stop before you get the bread out. Great shame. It was intense. Are you pulling our legs? I wish I was joking though. I have a pic, I'll send, put a picture on Twitter later. I have a picture where I've put like eight different pictures together, which is essentially the story of the stuffing incident. And the last image is a turkey and stuffing sandwich. Um, but but yes, it involves pictures of, of, of the incident, but not, not too graphic, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna make anyone put anyone off this amazing all right all we have so far in the stuffing recipe is the pound of breadcrumbs right pound of breadcrumbs eight ounces of margarine basically a bunch of margarine to go in with the breadcrumbs you rub all of that together as you would expect just to make a bit of a breadcrumby mix uh, and then the trick is one large chopped up onion so you chop up the onion um all simple and this is really the magic two heaped teaspoons of mixed spice goes in and that's pretty much it you mix it in you add water you put it in balls and then you put it in the turkey and that's your stuffing. But the main thing, all you really need to remember, bunch of bread, margarine, onion, and two heaped teaspoons of mixed spice. And so mixed spice is like your nutmeg and cinnamon and there's kind of bits that you wouldn't expect to have in stuffing. But honestly, 
please tell me if you try it this year. Be careful with those breadcrumbs. Please tell me if you try it this year. It's amazing. It's the column recipe. It's very unique. And I promise you, everyone will love it, including you. Tweet me if you make it, because I need to see it in the world. I will also tweet you guys um, my my episode of the breadcrumb incident. Um, I'm not joking, no. I'm sorry to say. Matt, but Matt says, your local baker will probably sell breadcrumbs. That's better. Better than my attempt. Um, I should have bought that last year. I should have listened to Matt last year. And mine sells it by the kilo. Please, please buy your buy your breadcrumbs, people. Don't buy a loaf. It's not worth it. And miss an opportunity to call it the column method. Oh my. Yes, I will try and bring that more into this episode as we talk about methods for cooking. Stuffing column recipe. There you go. Another recipe for you. If you're making cinnamon swirls, you've got a hot chocolate on the side and you think, you know what? I want to start prepping something for the roast on Christmas. Get on the stuffing. Main difference is the onion and mixed spice. And that's what's going to add the special element to your stuffing. Aside from that, it's breadcrumbs, margarine, bit of water at the end, and you form it up to your stuffing. You can have it just a stuffing on a dish on its own, or you can pop it in balls and stick it inside a turkey if you're a turkey eater at Christmas. It's good times. It's good times. We're half an hour on the Sunday brunch. Um, loving the interaction. Thank you so much for all being here. Khalil, Matt, Noam, Harry, Ella, Seema, all in the room. Lovely to have you all here. We're going to have a little moment with some ads and news and tech info. And then we're going to come back with loads more recipes. I'll tell you what we have still to come up. We have a little bit of cinnamon toast. We have a special banana split, which is really amazing, by the way, um, how to really enhance a banana split. A mega sandwich where there's a double G in mega because it's egg, um, if you're into that. A little way to enhance your vegetables in the in the roast, enhancing your Brussels sprouts in the roast. There's a special Toblerone and orange cookie recipe from Lucy Newberger. Um, a cranberry and brie trick, which is just amazing. Belgian waffles and a salad of the year, which is a pretty life-changing salad. And like the stuffing, it's a bit unique and wonderful. So... Here you are, your ads, your news, your tech, and we'll be back to talk more food and treats in just a moment. See you then. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Colin's Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In Northern Ireland, the Education Minister, Michelle McElveen, is facing increasing pressure 
to develop an emergency plan to ensure that schools remain open after the Christmas holidays. Daniel McCrossan, SDLP MLA, said, Our schools are already under extreme pressure and the alarm bell has been sounded about the Omicron variant. We need to do everything we can now to ensure our schools can reopen safely in the new year. We need to see a reserve list of qualified teachers drawn up from education bodies and the department so they can be deployed to cover classroom shortages. And a reserve list of other education staff, including classroom assistants, administrative staff and cleaners who can help out when needed. I am also proposing an immediate reintroduction of mitigations, including cleaning regimes, safe travel to and from school, ventilation, contact tracing, and ensuring the current isolation guidance is followed. Epson and World Mobile have agreed to work together to support education and bring new opportunities to unconnected schools in Africa. The project has started with network connectivity from World Mobile and the installation of printers and projectors by Epson in some areas of Zanzibar, Tanzania, which have until now been left off the grid. These two companies have shown commitment to helping achieve the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. In this case, SDG 4, Quality Education, SDG 9, Industry, Innovation and Infrastructure, and SDG 17, Partnership for the Goals. Henning Olsen, Sustainability Director of Epson Europe said, this project is not about Epson or World Mobile. It's about focusing on until now disadvantaged local communities and providing the people there with opportunities to flourish. We firmly believe that providing a quality education for all is a key goal to achieve a sustainable society and we are delighted to work with our friends at World Mobile to do our part. We have just started this project but we hope that other partners will join us to create a positive cycle that benefits everyone involved. In Ghana, the education think tank Africa Education Watch has urged the government to increase the basic education share of the country's education sector expenditure by at least 50%, particularly to deprived public basic schools. Research has revealed poor teacher deployment, lack of textbooks, desks, washrooms, water, school buildings, among others, as hindrances to the achievement of quality education at the basic level. Executive Director of Africa Education Watch said, we must be more concerned about equitable distribution of resources and the distribution of quality education to the poorest and deprived communities, rather than pride ourselves with the numbers which favour urban schools. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. This week we're going to look at one of the simplest, freely available, yet least used browser technologies, the Reader View. Chrome versus Edge, let the battle commence. On screen one, I have Microsoft Edge, weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. On screen two, I have Google Chrome, also weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. Round one, opening Reader View. On the Edge browser, the immersive reader feature is built in and can be activated by a button on the address bar. By typing read followed by a colon in front of a URL, and also you can simply press F9. Before you can open Reader View in Chrome, you have to install it as an extension. It's free and not difficult. Once installed, you'll find it in extensions located to the right of the address bar. One point to Immersive Reader. Round two, features. Both come out fighting with the read aloud feature that allows the user to adjust the read speed, skip forward and back, and change the voice that is reading. They both also highlight the word being read. Chrome Reader has a volume control, which is a nice touch if not using headphones. One point, Chrome Reader. Round three, readability. A big feature for reader views is the ability to change the formatting to suit the user. Both allow easy changing of font size, font and text width on the screen, but they differ in background colour features. Here is where Immersive Reader offers quite a bit more. Chrome Reader offers 8 background slash contrast colours, 4 light and 4 dark. Immersive Reader provides 23 background options, green, pink, yellow and blue included, allowing pupils with visual needs to find a comfortable colour. One point, Immersive Reader. Round 4, Editing. Chrome Reader features a design mode. This allows you to highlight text and make changes. Quite useful if wanting to pick out key points to return to. Immersive Reader does not have this feature. One point Chrome Reader. Round five, extra features. Immersive Reader has a grammar feature, allowing words to be split into syllables. You can highlight nouns, verbs, adjectives and adverbs by flicking switches. This feature is not offered on Chrome Reader. One point Immersive Reader. Immersive Reader also offers reading preferences, featuring line focus of five, three or one line, blocking out the rest of the page. There's a picture dictionary, allowing some words to change the pointer to a magic wand that reveals a picture depicting it. Also, there's a translation feature allowing partial or full translation of a page into 88 different languages at the click of a button. Chrome Reader does not offer these features, however, other free products such as Google Translate could be used. Immersive Reader takes the point because you don't need to leave the page. Final score! Winning with 4 points to 2 after a blistering final round is Microsoft Immersive Reader, but let's face it, most people don't know these things exist. If you were one of them, please do something about it. See if these features are installed in your school, and if not, request they are. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021 Twitter feed. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. That's a bit, of a bit of a whirlwind of tech advice there. Thank you, Steve Woods. Um, he knows his stuff clearly. Let's crack on with these recipes, people. Live from London, this is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collin on Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, you're on your holidays, you're a hard-working teacher, unless you are um, Harry Waters, of course, who's still working away. Bless him, God bless him, but he's got a longer holiday at the other end. Um, so you deserve a break, you deserve a break, we all deserve a break. I'm here to tell you how to wind down with some culinary treats and really enjoy your holidays and really switch off and get the best of it. And we're going to talk movies too, later we are live from London. 
This is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collum on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, just having a, a sup there from my Spider-Man head mug. It's in the shape of a Spider-Man head. Um, the, the handle being a Spider-Man web, because, of course, in celebration of the new Spider-Man movie, which I'm very excited to see tomorrow. Um, good times, good times for that coming out. We have been talking treats to enjoy in your holidays. We've so far talked about cinnamon swirls, super easy, um, in the oven, you know, sugar and cinnamon on either side of the pastry, in the oven, rolled up in the oven, bosh, done. We talked about some special hot chocolates with some lovely input from the from the listeners as well. You can enhance with a little bit of whipped cream, marshmallows and chocolate sauce, or take the Baileys route and throw a little bit of Baileys in there to enhance your hot chocolate or some cherry brandy to make it all like a Black Forest Gatto. Options are amazing. We also talked about the stuffing column recipe, the column stuffing. It's unique to my family, the, as far as I'm aware, the um, column stuffing recipe. And I have since tweeted the photo evidence of the New Year incident, of the Christmas Eve incident last year. So if you don't believe that I blended three of my fingers on Christmas Eve last year, while making the famed column stuffing, check your Twitter. Go at Graham Column VO and you can see the um, the horrifying event in all its glory and even a cute little picture of my boy, which is a rare, a rare privilege, listeners. <laughs> I don't often put his face out there at all. I don't like to, to be honest, but I'll allow you because you're here listening on the Sunday brunch. Um, so what are we going to move on to? We were on the roast with the um, stuffing. So let's enhance the roast in a few other ways. Here's a, a pretty simple, simple touch. You've got carrots, parsnips, and red onion, okay? They're your standard vegetables on a Christmas roast. But rather than cook them on their own platter in the oven or, on a, or fry them or something in their own oil, pop them in with your roast. With your roast turkey, once the, um, if you're using goose fat or whatever you're using for the roast turkey, pop your veg in the edges of the roast, and specifically those. Don't do it with your roast potatoes. They are, they're their own thing. They need their own attention. But carrots, parsnips, and red onions, put them in with the roast in the roast dish, and they're gonna soak up that goose fat. They're gonna soak up that turkey wonderfulness. And I tell you, you will never ever look back. I cannot do Christmas dinner without putting carrots, parsnips, and red onions in the roast dish and um and honestly it's amazing even you know some of that stuffing that we have the column stuffing might you know accentuate the flavor somewhat but it is a treat and though and you don't even cook them beforehand you just put them directly uncooked um obviously you chop them up and do whatever you want to do whatever form you want the vegetables in chop them up but put them in don't what i mean is don't pre-boil them don't do anything else with them you just literally put them in with the roast for however long 20 minutes, something like that, 25, I don't know, you you look at them, you judge them as you go, um, but nearish to, to roast completion time, and it is a treat. All you want to do, you've got to make sure you move them, because some of the roast things um, that might be higher up, you want to make sure they get their turn in the oils as well. It's not the healthiest thing in the world, they're dripping in goose fat and all the rest, but it's Christmas dinner, and it is a super, super treat. So if you want to, if you're thinking, how do I make my carrots and parsnips better, that for me is a trick that really, really ups the ante, and I've never had any complaints on my carrots, parsnips, and red onion in goose fat with the turkey. Beautiful, beautiful touch. 
Brussels sprouts are another tricky one. Now, I generally, I'm quite a fan of Brussels sprouts. I don't mind them. You can give me Brussels sprouts as they are, and I'm not complaining. I, I'm that person who gets the, the le- everybody who doesn't want Brussels sprouts, they just send them my way, and I'll have them. I'm happy for that. But I'm aware, I appreciate, Khalil says, I am not, meaning he's not a fan of Brussels, Brussels sprouts. Well, how about this, Khalil? Try it this year. Um, friends of mine who were also not fans, dabbled in a in a known um kind of way to accentuate their brussels sprouts a little bit of bacon a little bit of bacon you you what you want to do is cook some bacon and then um chop it up into very very small pieces you want them real crispy and then you put them all in a pan with the brussels sprouts i would say cook the brussels sprouts first um and cook the bacon first and then you want to share them in a pan together mix and mix and mix them you want to sear the kind of edges of your brussels sprouts with some of that bacony um, kind of taste and sauce and um, sauce isn't the right word oil and um, and you know that is a way to make them better now I, I don't mind them anyway you can just give me a normal brussels sprouts but anybody I know who hasn't liked brussels sprouts that is often a way to convince them that's a way to enhance your brussels sprouts and make them more edible for everybody around the table some bacon um, in with your brussels sprouts sharing in that lovely smoky flavor that we get from bacon what do you think Khalil might you try the brussels sprouts with bacon this year that's what I ask you. That's why I ask you. Um, no, he says. Well, great. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, well, I could aim. For... <laughs> Look, I can only try. I can, I can take a horse to water, but I can't make it drink or eat Brussels sprouts in this case. Um, it's nice. Bacon with Brussels sprouts. And I feel like I need to bring you some, Khalil. I, I reckon you'd be persuaded. Maybe not. Maybe not. They're good. They're good. So this is a little enhanced um, roast this year. We have some stuffing column, some some column stuffing. Got to get that the right right way around. Sounds weird the other way. Some column stuffing in the turkey. We got vegetables being in the turkey pan, soaking up that lovely um, turkey goodness. And then on the side, we got some Brussels sprouts with bits of bacon, small bits of bacon all to make your Christmas roast unique and special and simply improved. That is just one of the many ways um, that you can add to your Christmas roast. Any other touches from you guys? You guys have been wonderful this morning. Give me lots of tips and tricks. If you want to drop in your own ways to enhance a Christmas roast, this is Teachers Talk Radio. You can do it live on the air. If you're on the Podbean app, you can drop a comment, type it in to the Podbean app, or you can hit the round grey icon and you can share the airwaves with me and talk about some tips and tricks for enhancing your Christmas turkey. Now, Harry Waters um, said this morning about leftover tricks. Are there anything to do with leftovers after you've had your Christmas dinner? What do you do with the leftovers? All I can say is for me, as was mentioned previous, I will never let any of my turkey go to waste. All of my turkey that isn't eaten on the Christmas dinner will go directly into turkey and stuffing sandwiches and simply all all you need for that as is the theme of today to have simple recipes you simply have your turkey you you also include your column stuffing not any stuffing you've got to have your column style stuffing with your turkey and salt and pepper generous helping of salt and pepper to taste and boom and that is your christmas sandwiches for the next few days and your turkey is fully used up nothing left and you shouldn't have any vegetable left if you're making the parsnips and carrots and red onions and Brussels sprouts, like I said, they're not going to be left after Christmas dinner. They're all going to be gone. I can tell you now. Um, So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. We have loads more recipes to get through. I think I'm now going to go with what could be a Christmas starter, a Christmas starter, but really it could be done at any time. It's the kind of thing you might bring to a Christmas party or you, not that anyone's having any Christmas parties this year, apart from Downing Street, but um, 
Um, not, not. They have cancelled in seriousness. Um, they ha- that would have been a more appropriate joke last year. Um, a little kind of treat. If you're visiting someone, if you want to, you know, bring a culinary delight to a friend or someone's come around to see you for a little, you know, a cup of tea at lunch, make this up. It's so, so simple. All of the recipes today are so, so simple. Here's what you do. We're back on the puff pastry. Okay, another sheet of puff pastry, but you're cutting it into elongated triangles. All right, so think isosceles, two long sides reaching a peak and then one shorter side at the base, say about five centimeters on the short side and the long side's going out. Now, what you want to do with all of these different triangles you have made up of pastry, you might have 10, 12 triangles of pastry, elongated triangles. You put them in a circle pointing outwards. So I guess it looks a bit like the sun with the rays pointing outwards from the circle. This is going to make a Christmas wreath by the way. Um, But before you fold up these puff pastry triangles, you're going to put at the base of them, at the base of the triangle, a little bit of cranberry sauce, a little bit of cranberry sauce on each triangle, each one separate. Remember, they're in a circle on a plate and currently the edges of the triangle are spilling over the edge of the plate. Okay, but the base of the triangle, you put a dollop of cranberry sauce on each of them. And then on that dollop of cranberry sauce, you put a, a bit of brie cheese, doesn't matter how much, you can put a little, little wedge, a little kind of rectangle of brie, pop that on top of the cranberries. And then all you do is you roll that triangle, the point of the triangle, you then fold over the, um, the brie and cranberry, you tuck it in underneath that, the, the bottom of the triangle. And what you'll have is a little circle. It's like a Christmas wreath. But inside that Christmas, that puff pastry Christmas wreath is cranberry with brie. You bung it in the oven, you allow the puff pastry to do its thing, the brie to melt and mix in with the cranberry sauce. And when it comes out, you have basically, you can basically take each of those, what were the little triangles, now they're folded up into little parcels. They're each like a piece, like a little piece of puff pastry treat to have. And it's Christmas themed with your cranberry and and brie, which is, it tastes super Christmassy. It looks Christmassy because it's a wreath. You could even, you know, sprinkle some herbs or something on it just to make it look a little bit, um, a little bit more festive. But I don't know what herbs might go with cranberry and brie. Any suggestions? Parsley, I'd have a guess. I don't know. Um, you let me know if you know some herbs that would accentuate some brie and parsley well on a puff pastry wreath. But that's a really lovely touch. And it's so easy. All you need, puff pastry, cranberry sauce, and brie. And that is it. You, you do your triangle thing, you put it in a circle. You don't need to even put it in a circle. It's only so it looks nice as a Christmas wreath. You could just make up little parcels of cranberry and brie in puff pastry and bosh. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So um, that is a really nice, could be a starter on Christmas Day, could be a treat for a friend, could be, you know, you got a guest coming around for a cup of tea of a lunchtime. Make a cranberry and brie Christmas wreath. What a beauty. Um, let me know. Let me know any herbs that could go with that, guys. I will try and remember to post each of these on my Twitter as the as the morning goes on, because that one that one's so nice. But I feel like with me explaining, it won't persuade you as much as if you see the image of it. Um, So I will try and do that. I'll try and do that. Send it on for you guys to enjoy. What did I have for breakfast today? You ask. Graham Collum, you're so on talking about simple cooking. If you put your money where your mouth is, Graham, what did you have for breakfast today? Well, I'll tell you what I had for breakfast today. Cinnamon toast. 
Cinnamon toast. Simple joys. Used to make this loads when I was a kid. It was one of these things that mum and dad couldn't be bothered to get out of bed. <laughs> we're in a family of six, me. We're six kids. Mum and dad, family of eight in a way. Um, you know, there, there were mornings when we would look after ourselves. So cinnamon toast was a popular choice amongst the column children. So super, super simple, as are all the recipes. Pan on the hob. Bunch of butter in the pan. Now, depending on how many you're cooking for, depending on how much you're going to put in. But um, let's say you're cooking for four slices of bread, four slices of bread. So you're going to use half a cup of butter or margarine, whatever you're using, half a cup of sugar, and then a couple of teaspoons of cinnamon. Main thing is same amount of sugar and butter, and then a little bit of cinnamon, um, you know, less compared to the others, but still enough that it's going to color it. It should be brown in color. Now you cook them in that pan for a while together. You want it to start bubbling a little bit, caramelizing slightly. And then once you have that cinnamon, butter, sugar mix in the pan, caramelizing ready to go, you then just spoon it out onto some white bread and spread it over the top of the white bread. You're not done yet. You're not done, by the way. Spread it over some soft white bread, all nice. Now, while you've been melting your um, your mix to go on the bread, you've been warming up your grill, okay? And once you have the cinnamon and sugar and butter mix on the bread, spread evenly over each of your slices of bread, you bung it under the grill, and that's when the beauty happens. You watch it under the grill, and that cinnamon mix really caramelizes and bubbles and becomes like a chewy, sticky, cinnamony, lovely mix on, on, the, on the bread, essentially making cinnamon toast. Now, once it comes out, it's then ready to eat. Many people will choose to trim the crusts off, so you just have this perfect little sheet of white toast with a cinnamon layer on. Beautiful. But also, I'm, I'm a fan of the crusts. Weird as I am, I like Brussels sprouts, I like crusts too. So often, those crusts that people tr trim off, I'll have them as like little, because they still have some cinnamon on them as well, and they're like little little um what can i say little what do you call starter thing i forget i forget the term of like nice little snacks you have like on trays at parties anyway whatever um lovely little snacks you can have the crusts as well or just have it with the crusts on whatever that's what i had today kids i thought i better test out one of these and make sure i do know how to make it um cinnamon toast beautiful good you know classic for all all ages it's got that cinnamony christmas twist that we all like uh, and it's super, super simple. All you need is bread, butter, cinnamon, and sugar. And then you decide, are you going to cut the crust or not? So we had cinnamon swirls. We had cinnamon toast. We have hot chocolate deluxes all over the place. We have a special column stuffing recipe. We have vegetables um, done in the goose fat with the turkey. We have Brussels sprouts with bacon. We have a cranberry and brie pastry wreath. What else could we possibly have lined up for your Christmas treats? Teachers. You deserve treats. You deserve to kick back. You deserve to wind down in all the stress that has been, for me, the absolute most stressful half term I've ever experienced has just finished, or the most most stressful term I've ever experienced in my 11 years of teaching has just come to a close. So yes, I'm going to treat myself. And yes, I won't apologize for it, or no, I won't apologize. Um, so here's a salad. Dun, dun, dun. You didn't see that one coming, did you? When I'm talking all fatty oils and cinnamon and sugars, I'm going to give you a salad too, because, you know, I know some of you are, are wanting to stay healthy. This, this was a salad of the year in, I think, 2019, but it is a beautiful and so simple salad. It'll change your salad expectations for life. Like most of these recipes, you'll probably, when you hear it, you'll go, hmm, don't know about that. But listen, I implore you to trust in 
um, in my my cooking recipes because these are these salads are special, people. They are special. So this is a salad of the year, I think 2019. Super, super simple. Um, all you need is essentially chickpeas. You want, say, two tins of chickpeas. That's right, tins of chickpeas. And a big red onion. And some, let me just pull it up right here so I don't forget the herb. It's really, really simple. Um, pulling up now, fresh parsley. All right, that's pretty much it. There are some other things, um, but the main ingredients a red onion, cans of chickpeas, and parsley. The rest of it, you know, you want some olive oil to throw in there as well. You want a squeezed lemon, might enhance it. Salt will enhance it. Black pepper will enhance it. And a tiny bit of sugar just to take away that acidity would enhance it too. But the main thing you want to do is you chop up your red onion, the whole red onion, because you're making a big salad, all right? I'm just going to assume you're, you're, you're making a lot for you and whoever's joining you. Um, chop up your red onion two cans of chickpeas once it's all chopped up you throw your chickpeas in there obviously get rid of the um the liquid you don't want that going in your salad so get rid of the liquid chuck the chickpeas in um chuck a generous helping of olive oil in there extra virgin olive oil if you can the rest of it just goes in okay all you need to the real only prep you need to do is chop your onion and chop your parsley aside from that it all just goes in chickpeas go in olive oil goes in squeeze a, a bit of lemon in there parsley goes in salt goes in black pepper goes in and a tiny bit of sugar just a pinch of sugar goes in and you mix 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 and i'll tell you that is an amazing salad and it's different and it doesn't look all green and leafy so people who don't use to go for salads might go hmm let's try that and it's all about the red onion the chickpeas and the olive oil that's like the magic mix probably i'm not crediting the parsley enough there but they all come in together for this really unique an amazing taste and it's so simple you know there's no tricky ingredient there there's nothing that's hard to find in a supermarket you're gonna have red onions you're gonna have chickpeas you're gonna have parsley um you're gonna have olive oil and that is it you throw it all in together and then you got a little healthy thing to throw on the side now that's not very festive i'll give you that it's more of a summer salad but i thought you know salads we can get bored of salads or we can get over familiar with salads so i thought i'd give you a bit of a different salad salad of the year 2019 and it is lovely a friend of mine who's a chef by the way a rosetta starred chef or whatever the rosetta thing is um a very very skilled chef passed it on to us one summer we were around his house he was doing a barbecue and he decided to do this chickpea salad with red onion parsley and olive oil and i've never looked back it's one of those party pieces whenever we do a barbecue if ever we don't know what to do for a salad we pull in the salad of the year 2019 and it never lets us down never never lets us down people love it so i recommend that one as well thanks for joining us in the studio we've got helen in the studio i have bright in the studio ella's here sir joe is still here gnome is here um seema's here lovely to have you all seema's saying fig salad seema if you want to share the fig salad recipe feel free to call in that sounds more festive than my own i don't know if you're joking i don't know figs well enough to think is that could that be a thing a fig salad um Seema I I challenge you I implore you to call in and share with us your fig salad idea but I don't know figs really at all so in case that's an impossibility you may well be laughing at me now and saying ha Graham thinks you could have a fig salad or maybe you actually really want to call in and say you can have a fig, fig salad Graham sit down listen to the amazing fig salad um there you go these are all options that you have in this world we are coming up to the hour where is this time going all these yummy recipes and time is running out we haven't even really spoke movies yet elf home alone 
the new Home Alone. Did you know on Amazon Prime, No Time to Die is now viewable? You have to pay to rent it, but save yourself going to the cinema. If you're anxious about going to communal areas, you can now watch the latest James Bond film on Amazon and Venom 2. These are both on my list to watch as soon as I can. Venom 2, both um, viewable on Amazon. They're recent cinema-style movies, but they are now viewable from home in the streaming services. Jungle Cruise on Disney Plus for free. A bit of fun. It's not the best movie in the world. We watched it a little while ago, but it's nice family Christmas. It's easy going. You know, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson doing his usual. He's wearing a khaki top. You know, he's he's being heroic while being funny. You know, it's, it's what you look for from a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. And yes, every time I mention him, I have to say Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And there's the new Home, home Alone, Home Sweet Home Alone. I'm not a big fan myself. There's a Hawkeye series. If you're into your Marvel heroes, that has been airing and that's come up to the final episode. So if you haven't watched it, there's five of the six, six episodes out and the last one is coming out on Wednesday. And all I can say is it's festive and joyful and it's just it's just nice it hits the notes you want it to hit it doesn't get it doesn't take itself too seriously but it keeps you engaged as it goes on what's your favorite christmas movie i ask you maybe we'll talk about that briefly when we come back and then we're going to get to more recipes um favorite favorite christmas movie i'm going to throw out there for me it's elf for the wife it's a wonderful life which has a funny story behind it we'll come back to that after the news, the ads, the tech break. We're going to come back to talking about movies and treats for the Christmas break because you are teachers, you are on a break, you deserve to treat yourself. And that is what today's show is all about. So enjoy the ads, the news, the tech, and we'll be back to talk food and movies in just a mo. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In Northern Ireland, the Education Minister, Michelle McElveen, is facing increasing pressure to develop an emergency plan to ensure that schools remain open after the Christmas holidays. Daniel McCrossan, SDLP MLA, said, Our schools are already under extreme pressure and the alarm bell has been sounded about the Omicron variant. We need to do everything we can now to ensure our schools can reopen safely in the new year. 
we need to see a reserve list of qualified teachers drawn up from education bodies and the department so they can be deployed to cover classroom shortages and a reserve list of other education staff including classroom assistants, administrative staff and cleaners who can help out when needed. I am also proposing an immediate reintroduction of mitigations including cleaning regimes, safe travel to and from school, ventilation, contact tracing and ensuring the current isolation guidance is followed. Epson and World Mobile have agreed to work together to support education and bring new opportunities to unconnected schools in Africa. The project has started with network connectivity from World Mobile and the installation of printers and projectors by Epson in some areas of Zanzibar, Tanzania, which have until now been left off the grid. These two companies have shown commitment to helping achieve the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. In this case, SDG 4, Quality Education, SDG 9, Industry, Innovation and Infrastructure, and SDG 17, Partnership for the Goals. Henning Olsen, Sustainability Director of Epson Europe said, this project is not about Epson or World Mobile. It's about focusing on until now disadvantaged local communities and providing the people there with opportunities to flourish. We firmly believe that providing a quality education for all is a key goal to achieve a sustainable society and we are delighted to work with our friends at World Mobile to do our part. We have just started this project but we hope that other partners will join us to create a positive cycle that benefits everyone involved. In Ghana, the education think tank Africa Education Watch has urged the government to increase the basic education share of the country's education sector expenditure by at least 50%, particularly to deprived public basic schools. Research has revealed poor teacher deployment, lack of textbooks, desks, washrooms, water, school buildings, among others, as hindrances to the achievement of quality education at the basic level. Executive Director of Africa Education Watch said, we must be more concerned about equitable distribution of resources and the distribution of quality education to the poorest and deprived communities, rather than pride ourselves with the numbers which favour urban schools. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. This week we're going to look at one of the simplest, freely available, yet least used browser technologies, the Reader View. 
Chrome versus Edge. Let the battle commence. On screen one, I have Microsoft Edge weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. On screen two, I have Google Chrome also weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. Round one, opening reader view. On the Edge browser, the immersive reader feature is built in and can be activated by a button on the address bar. By typing read followed by a colon in front of a URL and also you can simply press F9. Before you can open reader view in Chrome, you have to install it as an extension. It's free and not difficult. Once installed, you'll find it in extensions located to the right of the address bar. One point to Immersive Reader. Round two, features. Both come out fighting with the read aloud feature that allows the user to adjust the read speed, skip forward and back, and change the voice that is reading. They both also highlight the word being read. Chrome Reader has a volume control, which is a nice touch if not using headphones. One point, Chrome Reader. Round three, readability. A big feature for reader views is the ability to change the formatting to suit the user. Both allow easy changing of font size, font and text width on the screen, but they differ in background colour features. Here is where Immersive Reader offers quite a bit more. Chrome Reader offers 8 background slash contrast colours, 4 light and 4 dark. Immersive Reader provides 23 background options, green, pink, yellow and blue included, allowing pupils with visual needs to find a comfortable colour. One point, Immersive Reader. Round 4, Editing. Chrome Reader features a design mode. This allows you to highlight text and make changes. Quite useful if wanting to pick out key points to return to. Immersive Reader does not have this feature. One point Chrome Reader. Round five, extra features. Immersive Reader has a grammar feature allowing words to be split into syllables. You can highlight nouns, verbs, adjectives and adverbs by flicking switches. This feature is not offered on Chrome Reader. One point Immersive Reader. Immersive Reader also offers reading preferences, featuring line focus of five, three or one line, blocking out the rest of the page. There's a picture dictionary, allowing some words to change the pointer to a magic wand that reveals a picture depicting it. Also, there's a translation feature allowing partial or full translation of a page into 88 different languages at the click of a button. Chrome Reader does not offer these features, however, other free products such as Google Translate could be used. Immersive Reader takes the point because you don't need to leave the page. Final score! Winning with 4 points to 2 after a blistering final round is Microsoft Immersive Reader, but let's face it, most people don't know these things exist. If you were one of them, please do something about it. See if these features are installed in your school, and if not, request they are. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021 Twitter feed. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, it is time for you all to wind down. It's time for you to treat yourself. Okay, so that is why on this Sunday brunch, I've been laying on thick the recipes you can enjoy through the Christmas holidays. Save this episode, people. Download it and come back to it. I want to hear about your cranberry and brie Christmas wreaths. They're so easy and so good. You'll be so grateful when you make it. You'll be like, Graham Collum, thank God you had that show on Teacher Store Radio. Thank God you're on the airwaves. Uh, you know, jazz up your hot chocolate, cinnamon swirls, so easy. Cinnamon toast, so easy. New way to do your veg if you haven't thought of it. Throw your veg in with the turkey in the in the um, goose fat. Good times, good times. And a salad of the year for those that are thinking healthy. Don't forget that stuffing recipe, but buy your breadcrumbs, kids. Don't do what I did. And you had a Graham Shame too, which it's been a while since I had a Graham Shame, so I hope you enjoyed that. And even a visual aid for your Graham Shame on Twitter. 
should you need it. Now, I want to talk Christmas movies briefly. There are a lot of movies coming out. It's an exciting time to be a geek. Um, as I've said, Spider-Man's in the cinema, so I'm hyped to see that tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Very, very excited. But COVID is doing its best to scupper our plans. Ironically, I tweeted last week about... Um, about the fact that some some people will be so hyped about seeing Spider-Man and then COVID's going to get them right before they see it and how awful that is. And then literally on that day, I got sick. I got sick and was off school for a few days. And then now where we have four of us who are lined up to go and see Spider-Man tomorrow, one of them are tested positive and so that's scuppering our plans as well. And I just want to say to you, COVID, I can't use any harsher words because you know, this is a this is a family friendly radio station, but uh, is what you're going to get. Um, yes, we don't like that. So be careful out there, people. But Spider-Man's in the cinema. If you want to watch your history of Spider-Man movies, you know, if you can't see it in the movie, in the theaters right now, perhaps you test a positive. You've got to wait 10 days or whatever. Then get on Netflix. Netflix has most of the Spider-Man movies that you can view. Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 3 and Homecoming. And then you can watch Far From Home on BBC iPlayer. So they're all viewable to get you prepped for um, for the cinema while you're waiting. That'll take you a few days, surely. Um, Home Alone is, of course, a Christmas classic that many of you may be watching. Um, the house is now rentable. Do you know that? The Home Alone house, you can rent. Could you imagine the Christmas if you rented the Home Alone house? You'd have to order pizza, wouldn't you? And then when the pizza delivery guy comes up, you'd be like, uh, this is a bit familiar, isn't it? Joe Pesci. Um, so yeah, that's that's a, a an aim for life in general. It's a Wonderful Life is a classic. You know when that came out, It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas movie on the theme of other ways we can treat ourselves beyond the recipes I've been sharing. It's a Wonderful Life when it came out was super unpopular. That's my wife's favorite Christmas movie, but when it first came out, it was really really unpopular, um, and that's why it then was really cheap for stations to have. They just allowed all the stations to play it however they wanted. So then they put it on the airwaves loads and then people started getting into it. And it then built up this late reputation after it was released and people um, started to, to love it. And now it's known as one of these classic Christmas movies. But you wouldn't know when it came out, it was really not, people thought it was long, drawn out, rubbish, boring, whatever. Uh, and I love it. It's a heartwarming classic Um yeah, I would do an impression of the guy in it, but it's not a good enough impression to to warrant being on here. Loads of movies do bad when they come out and then they gain popularity afterwards. Napoleon Dynamite um, is a is a classic, silly comedy. Hot Rod, Anchorman, all movies that were um, kind of butchered by critics and then people watched them and said, actually, this is these are pretty funny. So um, yeah, it's a wonderful life. Unexpected hit, that one. At Christmas time, I'll watch a lot of B-movies, just so you know. The Werewolf is a super sexist B-movie from the 50s. Um, I recommend you watch it just for the hilar hilarity of the sexism in it and to, to look at life and go, you know what? We have come far. Thank God. Um, Elf, of course, we'll have on very soon. Maybe later today we'll have Elf on. Um, and as I said earlier, new movies that have been in the cinema recently that are viewable from home. No Time to Die, the latest James Bond movie, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, and Jungle Cruise, all viewable from home. Although No Time to Die and Venom 2 do come with a cost because you have to watch them on Amazon. But it's still cool to think about watching them from home and they're definitely on my list to get on soon. What movies are you watching? What's your favourite Christmas movie? Is it Elf or Home Alone or It's a Wonderful Life or another one? Sir Joe says, nothing can top The Room in terms of entertaining bad films. And um, thanks for the like, Joe. I have not heard of The Room. There is, though, I'll tell you what, a movie I haven't seen fully, but 
I had a show weeks ago, I think it was in the summer, I talked about teachers in movies. And I found this movie and then since then a clip of it came on my Facebook called The Substitute, I think it is. The Substitute. or the, It's basically about a supply teacher in America. Essentially, kindergarten cop, but for grown-ups, right? A kind of kindergarten cop meets dangerous minds. And so it's an action movie where a like military, you know, spy type of guy is is pretending to be a supply teacher in a school so he can sort out the drugs and the gang culture and all of this that's in the school. Um, and essentially, you know, it's, a, it's an action hero as a teacher. So for Teachers Talk Radio, if you get... And there's a, there's a whole set of them. I think there's three of them. The, the Substitute had a series. The cover of the first movie is like a teacher's desk with an apple and a gun. <laughs> that's amazing. That's we should all make it our job to watch those this Christmas. The substitute, um, like I said, I saw a clip of it on Facebook since, and and it did it lived up to the kind of awful brilliance that you would expect from a movie about an action movie about a supply teacher who's you know essentially fights the kids in his class <laughs> who are in gangs and stuff. Um, so highly highly recommend these movies to all but there's a lot of movies to watch so get on the you know get on your home comforts get a brie and cranberry christmas wreath in the oven get some cinnamon rolls in the oven get your hot chocolates on the go throw some cherry brandy in there and treat yourself teachers that's what it's all about today i have 15 minutes to tell you some more treats to treat yourself to enjoy with movies to enjoy with family and loved ones or on your own however you celebrate it um it's all good what did I have for breakfast today? I had some cinnamon on toast. What did I have for breakfast last weekend? Well, Helen in the room knows full well what I had for breakfast last weekend. And this is my next treat to share with you. It can be had for breakfast. It can be had as a classy dessert. If you have friends round, it can be had whenever you like. It's just amazing. Helen, what did we have for breakfast last week? Do you remember? We had Belgian waffles with a amazing twist so here's how we make the belgian waffles in the column house and i fully fully recommend thanks helen good to see you remember it as well and and a heart-eyed face um to go with it yes belgian waffles here's what you do you get some proper belgian waffles not some cheap toasty waffle type things you need real big thick belgian waffles um, they come you know in tesco you get them individually wrapped they're proper proper good but don't cheap out on your waffles they have to be the, the proper thing then you get some fruit all right recommend blueberries raspberries strawberries get them on there you can chop them up if you like a good generous helping of those of that fruit it does get super sweet this but it's worth it um so fruit all over your two belgian waffles then you get some double cream all right you layer that cream all over the the um the veg not vegetables what i'm saying layer the cream over the fruit and then over that you put um, walnuts. So you want to chop up some walnuts. We didn't do the walnuts last weekend, Helen, but it's a little extra treat when I'm on full form. Chop up your walnuts into lots of little bits. You sprinkle your walnuts over the cream, which is over the fruit. And then the final touch, you get that chocolate sauce that you were using for your hot chocolate drinks, and you spread that over the walnuts and cream that is over your fruit. And that's it. Simple mix. You can obviously mix up the fruit as much as you like. You could just last weekend, I think we just did strawberries and blueberries on waffles with cream and chocolate sauce. Um, but you could throw in some raspberries. You can throw in some grapes. Sometimes I've done it with grapes. Um, but I would probably recommend actually just doing two pieces of fruit because it's so sweet. If you have too many different kind of fruits and sweet things, it can become overwhelmingly sweet. And that's also why the walnuts help. They kind of 
um, de-sweeten it just slightly. So walnuts don't get enough of a rep, do they? You don't hear about walnuts enough in the world. But if you don't have a nut allergy, get your walnuts on your Belgian waffles with some cream and some chocolate sauce. Oof, it is beautiful. And there's loads of optional um, different ways you can kind of spice that dish up. But however you want to do it, you do some chocolate shavings or something. Ricardo's in the room from Colombia. Very nice. Well, I am Graham Colum, so I have my own kind of links to Colombia as well. I believe Colum means keeper of the doves. It's to do with doves. So I don't know if Colombia is to do with doves or if that's a national bird or something like that. But there you go. A links to the name Colum in Colombia. Um, I guess it's more to do with Christopher Columbus or something, probably. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Educate me on Columbia if you can, Ricardo. Good to have you in the room. Right. Next um, thing to do. Similar ingredients to the previous. So where you're making the Belgian waffles, you might think later that day or maybe later in the week. You think, I need to use up the rest of my double cream. I need to use up these walnuts. I need to use up my chocolate sauce. And I've already had a few hot chocolates. What am I going to make? Banana split is what you're going to make. How are you going to make a nice banana split? Here's what you do. You get a banana, you slice it down the middle. You pop it in a bowl, okay? Two big dollops of vanilla ice cream firstly go in. They're your base to your banana split. Bananas and vanilla ice cream. Great. Doing great so far. Get that whipped cream that you were using for your hot chocolate. Couple of jets of that um, between the, uh, the bits of ice cream. You're going to pop your walnuts over, you know, your crushed walnuts over your vanilla ice cream and whipped cream and then you get your chocolate sauce streak 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 chocolate sauce over the ice cream and walnuts and then the final touch couple of glazed cherries bosh bosh in each of your vanilla ice cream swirls and that's it banana split bosh done love it simple and loads of similar ingredients so look if you have whipped cream and chocolate sauce and walnuts then you're halfway to banana split you're halfway to your Belgian waffles and you're halfway to your deluxe hot chocolate. Boom, you've got it all going on. These are lovely ways to enhance your holidays. You deserve it, teachers. You deserve these treats. Get them made. I want to see pictures on Twitter. Tweet me at Graham Colin VO or at TT Radio 2021. We would both appreciate your snacks and treats or tell me your own. On the note of telling me your own, a wonderful co-host yesterday, Lucy Newberger, shared with me an original recipe. Now, I can't approve it because I haven't made it myself, but I must say it's amazing and it's simple. So it passes the test of my, um, you know, my recipes that I'm giving out today. Here's what it is. A Toblerone and orange cookie mix. Toblerone and orange cookies. It's all your standard cake mix that you need to go into it. You got butter, you got brown sugar, you got an egg, vanilla extract plain flour. A lot of this is standard stuff you would have in a biscuit mix. So I'm going to not layer over a lot of those ingredients, lots and lots. You have your oven on 180, standard. You know, don't even think about that. You're going to put your oven on 180 because who doesn't have your oven on 180? Everything goes in at 180, doesn't it? Um, you get your baking sheet down fine. You put your butter and sugar together. You cream those until smooth as is standard for a biscuit mix to begin. You add your eggs slowly, just the single egg. Don't overdo your eggs unless you're making cake. And then you sieve all your dry ingredients. That would be your bicarbonate, your flour, um, your salt, all of those things, and mix that in well. That's your base biscuit mix. So at this point, as long as you can make a base biscuit mix, you don't need to worry too much about how you make it. Just make your base biscuit mix. Here's where it gets different. You mix in chopped Toblerone and zest of an orange. Yes, sir. 
200 grams of Toblerone and zest of an orange, an unspecified amount, just get the zest. Um, mix it in with your biscuit mix. Um, just mix it into the bowl along with your biscuit so it's evenly shared out, a bit like you would with chocolate chips or something. Um, obviously, your Toblerone, you're going to want to chop up into lots of bits, break it up into smaller pieces. Roll, roll that mix then. Once you have your cookie dough with Toblerone and orange zest in it, roll it into 30 gram balls. Obviously, just small balls are fine. It doesn't have to be exactly 30 grams. And pop it in the oven. Space them out. Don't forget to space them out because those balls are going to obviously go down into a biscuit shape and you don't want them to all to stick together. So space out your biscuit mix with Toblerone and orange zest in it. I'm going to try this one. I'm going to make it a thing to try it. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. I think I'm going to the shops today. So Toblerone and zest of an orange. And there you go. Some cookies some festive themed cookies because of course Toblerone is a festive treat um, and the orange peel as well is has a Chris Stingle kind of quality to it so standard biscuit mix Toblerone and orange zest Bosh, thank you Lucy Newberger. that is from fellow Teachers Talk Radio host Lucy Newberger. tips from beyond Graham Collum uh, <laughs> there you go let's have a look I must have one final recipe Oh, it's not really a good one, though. I feel like I'm going to finish on a low here. Um, yeah, this is, I feel like this is a bad finish. Anybody got any ingredient you can throw in? Look, we have seven minutes on the air, barely. Um, not even, actually. We have six minutes. Does anybody want to throw in their own recipe? Because my last one, I left it till the end because I never really felt a good time to come up with it. It's not really very festive. It's just something I like to make. And it's basically an egg sandwich. It's a glorified egg sandwich. I feel like that's not a good finishing note. When you've had cinnamon swirls, cinnamon toast, special stuffing, special vegetables, hot chocolate, cranberry and brie pastry wreath, salad of the year, Belgian waffles, Toblerone cookies, banana split. It seems like a low to finish on an egg sandwich. So <laughs> I would love to turn the tables over to you listeners with any festive treats um throw in throw in otherwise i'm gonna go with the egg sandwich all right i'm going i'm gonna do it for now all right seema's enjoying it all the same good good um in case you're not aware there was a graham shame earlier this episode about it was a very special festive themed graham shame linked to my stuffing column recipe um there's also a picture that goes with it on twitter so do enjoy that if you're just tuning in now um, the whole episode. This is probably my most valuable episode ever because it's really something you can go and make these days. Seema says, cinnamon egg sandwich with bread crumbs. Yeah, all the hits. Get them all into the one thing. Just kidding. Of course. Of course you're just kidding. Um, yes, don't mix cinnamon and eggs in a sandwich with breadcrumbs. Just stay away from the breadcrumbs, kids. Unless you're making stuffing, buy the breadcrumbs. I know it seems silly to buy breadcrumbs when you can literally crumb bread, but it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk in your life highly dangerous activity is making breadcrumbs all right i'm gonna go with a mega sandwich then last recipe we're gonna finish on a low people um mega sandwich where you double the g in mega that's a little pun i created this morning for you guys for your listening pleasure mega sandwich with egg highlighted in the word simple to make as are all of the recipes today you want some boiled eggs if it's just for you just a single boiled egg if you're making for you and someone else two boiled eggs however many people you're making it for that many boiled eggs is what you want. Um, you want to chop up an onion. White or red? They, you know, red onion has a bit more of a kick to it. White onion is a bit more of a tr traditional kind of taste. Um, you want mayonnaise. You want salt and pepper. And that's, you know, that's really all you need. It's super, super simple. It stinks 
but it tastes amazing. So, you know, have the windows open in the kitchen for this one. But you boil your eggs to begin, and while your eggs are boiling, you're chopping up your onion. If you're making it for two people, you probably want to chop half an onion. If you're making it for four people, you want a whole onion. Scale it as you wish, people. Um, boiling eggs, chopping onions. You're halfway there. Once you have the eggs done, you want to take the shell off them. Of course, imagine do not doing that. That would be the worst. Get your egg mixed in with your onion. Use a fork to squash it down or slice it up with a knife, however you want to do. Once your egg and your onion are on a board or in a bowl ready to get mixed, throw in some mayo, generous helping of mayo with salt and pepper, and then mix, 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 mix until your mayo and egg and onions are all kind of mushed together and almost indistinguishable. You don't want to be able to distinguish your egg yolk from your egg white. It all wants to be mixed in, mixed in, mixed in. It reeks, but it's properly amazing. I made it yesterday on request of my wife who was feeling, just feeling that recipe. She was like, make one of your amazing egg sandwiches. Said, all right, we only had a red onion. So for the first time ever yesterday, we made it with a red onion and it was great. I highly recommend it. I actually think it was better with a red onion than with a white onion, but both work really well. So just boil your eggs, chop up your onion, and that's pretty much it. You then just throw in mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and stir, stir, stir. You got real generous helping for lovely, lovely sandwiches. And it's amazing. So there you go. Um, that is all of my recipes, people. That is all of the recipes I have. And, you know, plus, of course, we had Lucy's as well. Let me do a little review of these recipes to wrap up the show. We have about three minutes, two minutes even, to wrap up those recipes. <gasps> we have a call. Are you kidding me? Let's do this. Who's calling me in right now? Just Minika is calling. Hello, Just Minika. You want to speak? You want to talk? You're on the air. We have moments here. She's gone. She's gone. She bailed. Well, I, I'm guessing it's a she. Let's try calling again. You're calling again. You keep on calling and hanging up. I'm inviting you. Call. Come in, Just Minika. What have you got for me? Is this a treat? Have you got a last minute recipe to save me? Please don't let me finish on an egg sandwich. So many great treats. She's gone. She's gone. She's teasing. She's teasing. <laughs> All right, just Minika. Well, listen, if you think of something you want to share to do with this after the show, she's still calling. It's the fourth time. I'm saying yes, Minika. Come on in. Anyway, um, listen, if you have a lovely treat, pop it on Twitter at Graham Colin VO at TT Radio 2021. More recipes, the merrier. Here's what we've talked about today. If you tuned in at the end and you're thinking, is this worth downloading and listening to? Firstly, absolutely yes. Here's the things you can you can get from today. You can make amazing cinnamon swirls, which I promise you, you will love if you like cinnamon. You can make cinnamon toast. You can make an amazing hot chocolate. With There's loads of options. We had three different amazing hot chocolates. One which was alcohol-free and just an amazing treat. Then we had um, one with cherry brandy, which was like a Black Forest Gateau. And then we had a Bailey's hot chocolate, all amazing. There's a special way to do your vegetables um, with your roast. There's a special stuffing recipe from the Column household. It's unique. It's amazing. It'll change your life. There's a way to jazz up your Brussels sprouts, even though Khalil does not appreciate it. You can have a cranberry and brie pastry wreath, which will change your life. I've got to share that one on Twitter straight after the show. It's amazing. There's a salad of the year made of chickpeas, olive oil, and um, parsley. And it's so, oh, and red onion. And it's so, so, so nice. You must, must try it. There's a Belgian waffle treat. There's a banana split treat. There's Toblerone and orange cookies. And there's a mega egg sandwich to finish off. And we've talked about a bunch of movies that you can enjoy um, that are now available to view over your Christmas holidays. Teachers, you need these treats in your life. You deserve it. Head to the shops, head to your sofa, 
get making, get enjoying. Tweet me if you make this stuff, because I want to know that you're you're enjoying this stuff as much as we will be in the column house over this holiday. All I can do is try and share the joy. And I, you know, I see that as my duty on Teachers Talk Radio to share the joys with all of you. So it's been a pleasure being on the airways with you today. Another Sunday brunch to remember. Hopefully, I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you for all your lovely likes throughout the show. You've been super generous today. Um, and we'll be back. No, you know what? We won't be back next week. Teachers Talk Radio is having a little break over the next week. I don't think I'm going to speak to you all until after the new year. So you could even do a cranberry and brie wreath for a new year treat if you like. You want to jazz it up or get those hot chocolates to see the new year in. Whatever suits you. Look, it's been a pleasure. Khalil is following me at um, 1 p.m. So look forward to that. I will. Um, and I will see you guys in two weeks' time because next week we're all going to be enjoying our Boxing Day treats and doing all of our lovely things if you if in the meantime you want some treats just tune back in amandine you were just trying to call in with far too late on the show to take a call but if you want to make some christmas treats then listen back to this show and you won't miss it right i've gone over time i'm heading out it's been an absolute pleasure guys have a wonderful christmas break have a wonderful new year it's been a pleasure being on the air let's do it again soon see you in two weeks oh hold on <laughs> easy 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 it's not graham shame it's the end of the show Let's try this one. Have a good one, guys. Cheers, Khalil. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio. I'm just sat here thinking how bad it is that we finished on the egg sandwich after after all those amazing recipes. I feel like, you know, you, you run a marathon or you win a race and then once you've passed the finish line, you just trip over and fall on your face. I feel like that's, that's what's happened. All right. Have a good Christmas, guys. Happy New Year, too.